back to another episode of Brandy for Believers. Shimmy shake. Okay. I believe you. I feel your conviction. Okay. So here in today's episode, I just want to throw out again a couple of reminders. If you haven't registered for the Faith Summit yet, register, register, register. You definitely want to be in the room to find out what is the next step for you. So how do you put this faith thing, this action thing together to create some synergy and some movement towards what you need to be doing? Um, Today, we're going to be talking about a more convenient season. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to put it right out there right now. This is a challenging podcast. It's a convicting podcast, but it's a necessary podcast because you know how you can want something for somebody so badly, but you know they have to want it for themselves. You know, you can lead the horses to water, but you can't make them drink. And that's what I do. I lead you guys to water every single week, you know, with the podcast. I'm trying to lead you there. But sometimes you have to nudge the horse just a little bit. And this is going to be one of those nudging messages. So here we're going to be talking about from this guiding scripture from Acts 24 and 25. And it says this. As Paul talked about righteousness, self-control and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, that's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. And that is what we are going to talk about today. From these four points, number one, what has intimidated you? What has intimidated you? Two, success is not convenient. Three, not deciding is a decision. And four, someone was inconvenienced for you. So let's talk about what has intimidated you. So just to give you some context, Paul, the Apostle Paul, after his conversion, he was going all throughout Asia and Europe and the Mediterranean preaching Jesus and him crucified. He was preaching the gospel of the cross. And That was disrupting the order of things because, you know, the world's way of doing things and God's way of doing things are like in total conflict with one another. And so Paul was considered a troublemaker. And so in this text, he is brought before Felix. Think of Felix like the the district attorney. okay? so as a magistrate, as a judge. And so he's brought before Felix to plead his case. And so as Paul began to preach Jesus and him crucified and righteousness and judgment and change, Felix got spooked. He, how many of you have have been in that that situation where you know the minister is preaching and you you know he talking to you, like he don't know you, but he knows, like you're like, oh Lord, you done sent somebody just to talk to me today, okay? Like they came in your house, folded up the clothes, the whole nine yards. And so when Felix heard all that Paul was saying, He got spooked. And I want to know what has spooked you? What has intimidated you? And here's what I mean by that. Sometimes when we hear words like investment, commitment, consistency, long term, measurement, LLC, escort, taxes, hiring a team, discipline, risk management, brand building, learning new technology, or that entrepreneurship actually requires us to do work, we get intimidated. 
we're in love with the dream of entrepreneurship. We're in love with, you know, like we just want to help the people and we just want to see the smiling faces and we just want to go home and collect fat checks. You know, we just want to, you know, cause, cause people say that, you know, um, profit from your passion, turn your passion into profit, monetize your gifts, do what you love. And all of that is true. I'm a living witness. All of that is true, but that's not all it is. That that's, that's the outcome. That's the result of some of these other things that I mentioned, those types of things, monetizing the profit and the revenue and all of that, that is as a result of making some investments rather than doing some spending, making some commitments, meaning that you have to dig your heels in and say, I'm in this, I'm in this. So I understand that Rome wasn't built on the day. I understand I'm not going to have 85,000 followers tomorrow, but I'm committed. I'm in it. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, and I'm going to be consistent with it. I was just having a conversation right before the airing of this episode. Like, so like, this is season two. When does your season like end? And I'm like, ah, at the end of the year. <laughs> um, because I, I truly know, I, I appreciate my listeners so much. I know that, you know, even if you don't have a chance to tune in every single week, I'm a part of your life. I'm a part of your life. You listen to me on your commute home or on your commute from work or, you know, you are listening to me on a workout or on the treadmill. If I can get you through the next couple of puffs on the elliptical, like, yes, girl, <laughs> preach it. You know, that sort of thing just to get you through a workout. I know that I'm a part of your life. And so I, I can't go radio silent. Like I, I cannot. My spirit won't let me do that. OK. And so sometimes when we hear that, you know, we have to be consistent and and bring on a team and we like hire a team. I barely got money to pay myself. What are you talking about recruiting some other people? But we hear those things and we start to get intimidated. We're in love with the idea of success. But sometimes the work, hearing the real nitty gritty, detailed aspects of what it takes to, to get something like that going intimidates the crap out of us. I truly believe that many of us, we say we're afraid of failure. I believe that more of us are afraid of success. More of us are afraid of having all of these moving parts and all of these things to do that we don't know how to do. And the fact that we have to rely on people that we barely know um, sometimes to, to get those things done for us. It's like it causes anxiety, like heart palpitations, like OMG. And so we get intimidated by things like that. And I, I'm, I'm asking, you know, what has got you intimidated? And if you are, are in that space where those things have kind of freaked you out and like and put your life on pause, you know, I'll put it to you like this. You know, women have babies every day, every day. Somebody's probably pushing through right now. OK, like women have babies every day. And when I got pregnant. The mechanics of it, I was like, hold up. A human child is going to come out of this vessel. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen the movies and the, oh, my God, and it looks like the worst pain ever. And, you know, you even saw that episode of Martin where the baby come flying out, you know, <laughs> like I caught him. I caught him, you know, like and I'm just like the mechanics of it. It's like I could not wrap my mind around that, even though I know that it's as natural as breathing. It happens every day. But for me. And sometimes that's how it is. You know, you see these people starting these businesses and building these brands and it just looks as natural as breathing to them, you know, from and you're like, yeah, that looks good for you. But for me, how is that going to work? And that's what is happening to a lot of you is that when you hear these things, it stops you in your tracks. But I, I just came by to let you know that. When you answer the call. 
God will not call you to something and leave you hanging. You know how you hear that song, I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. God didn't call you to go radio silent on you. God didn't call you out here and send you off. God doesn't do that. Okay, when he calls you to do something, I kid you not, this is my testimony. I, I will share it from the mountaintops. I didn't know pod class, nobody does pod classes. Like when I said there's 200 some odd thousand podcasts out there, ain't nobody doing this. Nobody's doing this. Hold up, that makes me special. Let me bask in that for a second. Okay, okay. But nobody's doing this. And so I didn't have a template. I didn't have a, 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 a any sort of, of, of marker to say, okay, this is the blueprint for how you, how you podcast live. I didn't know how to do it. I don't know the first thing about cameras or technology or any of it. The week that I committed to do it and I said, okay, Lord, this is what I'm gonna do. Sam called me out of the blue, out of the blue. <sighs> when God calls you and you say yes, when you say yes, things will start to line up. People will start to come out of the woodwork. Like that's how it works. Okay. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So if you are intimidated by any of those things, just know God equips the called. Okay. Which moves us to success is not convenient. Let's just be honest. It is more convenient to go through a drive through window than it is to actually grocery shop and cook. Right. It's more convenient to spend than it is to save. It's more convenient to cheer for other people's success than to pursue your own. It is more convenient to pay someone than it is to do it yourself. Now, let me, I'll put an asterisk next to this one because sometimes you need to do that. Okay, I believe in time freedom. Once upon a time, I was of the belief that I had to clean my house. Let me clarify that statement, okay? Once upon a time, I was of the belief that I had to clean my house. That's not true. What is true is that my house needs to be clean. What's not true is that I have to do it. And so now I outsource that. So that frees up time for me to do things like prepare for pod class, right? Uh, very wise woman once told me, don't spend dollar time on penny tasks. So there are some things that you can outsource, but it's more convenient to pay somebody than it is to do it yourself. It's more convenient to complain than it is to commit to change. It's more convenient to complain about everything that's wrong than to actually make the changes that are necessary for things to, 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 to shift in your favor. It's more convenient to point out other people's flaws than it is to deal with our own. We can tell you all day what's wrong with somebody else. You know what their problem is. Well, you know what they need to do. Okay, you seem to have a great grasp of that, a good handle on that. What do you need to do? We don't want to deal with that. It's more convenient to deal with somebody else's issues. It's more convenient to lie to ourselves than it is to tell the truth. It's and, and lies start with things like I can't. I can't or I'm not. You know, I am is a is a powerful statement. It is a powerful statement because everything that comes after I am your subconscious mind believes is true. So if you say I am not good at math, I am not good with numbers. I am not a people person. I am not able. Your subconscious mind accepts that as true. And several episodes back, I said, watch your mouth. Be careful what you say, what you speak into your life. And so we tell ourselves these lies because once we tell ourselves the truth, now we're accountable for it. OK, so success is not going to be convenient. 
And I want to tell you this, that if you aspire to be successful in anything that you do, you are going to have to accept and embrace that it is not going to be easy. It's not going to be rapid. It's not going to be failure free and it is not going to be convenient. I want to repeat that. If you aspire to be successful in anything that you do, you are going to have to accept and embrace that it is not going to be easy. It's not going to be rapid, which means it's not going to be quick. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be failure free. You're going to drop the ball. You're going to mess it up and you're going to learn from it. And it's not going to be convenient. It's just not. Okay. Success is not convenient. And so show of hands, let's be honest. How many of you in here have forced yourself to go to the gym or go work out when you just really did not feel like it? We've all done that, right? Like we've all done that. Like you didn't feel like it. You know, your body was, you know, the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. Like, no, girl, stay in the bed, go home, don't work out. And so it's more convenient to quit than it is to forge on. Okay. And I understand that. I understand that, you know, when you've done all this work and you've done all this preparation and you've dotted all the I's and you've crossed all the T's and you've been consistent, you've been committed, you've been faithful. And then crickets, nothing is happening. Nothing is moving. Nobody's buying. Nobody's ringing your phone. Nobody's reaching out. Things just don't seem to be, 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 be coming together as you think that they are. And I'm telling you, those are the moments. Those are the moments where you need to just stand still and let God do what he does. You know, you and he are partners in this. Some of us and I, I am learning. I have learned, OK, that. You can't be all things to all people. You can't do it all. You can't do it all. And so sometimes I have to join team, have a seat so that I can let God do his part. OK, God is sitting up there like, OK, I was trying to get out in the rope and you won't get out the rope. Like if you would just sit down because, you know, you can't you can't jump forever, boo. You're going to get tired at some point. And those are the points where you just need to stand and just wait on him to do his part. Which brings us to not deciding is a decision. We're so good at this. I'm going to give you some classic examples of how we put off making a decision to do things. So in this situation, after Paul is preaching this very convicting message, okay, so the conviction of Paul's words, he decided that he was going to stall. It started to spook him. He started to realize if I don't make some changes, I'm going to be in trouble. If I don't make some changes, you know, I'm going to be the one that's on my way to hell. If I, if I don't make some changes, you know, God is going to stir things up in my life. And it was too much for him. And so he stopped Paul and said, basically, don't come for me unless I send for you. Okay. He's like, that's enough. Um, don't call me. I'll call you. You just go somewhere and have a seat. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. So Felix did that because he wanted to keep his options open. He wanted to say, I don't say another word because the more that you talk, the more I realize I have to make a change. The more that you tell me the truth, the more that you begin to shed light on what I really need to do, the more I realize I'm going to have to change and I don't want to change. I want to just kind of keep things status quo. So stop talking. So I don't. And, and sometimes we'll do that. People that we know are telling us the truth about ourselves, people that we know are trying to pull us closer to purpose and pull us out of of pettiness and, and other things that we don't really need to be involved with. Those are the people that we tend to like sidestep back away from like. 
Oh, Lord, there she go. I don't even want, here she go. Every time I see her, she tell me, so when you gonna, so when you gonna, and you, you don't even want to hear it, okay? And that's what Felix did to him. So he wanted to keep his options open and not be accountable for having to make a decision. But I want you to know that not making a decision is a decision. Not making a decision is a decision. So this is how we tend to put our, our decisions off. This is how we procrastinate. I'm still thinking about it. Or... This is the classic. I'm praying about it. Hey, sister, so-and-so, can you do this, that, and that? I'm praying about it. I'm, I'm, I'm praying about it. Now, you know, and I put a star next to this one, too, because, you know, you should pray. Always, you know, Lord, order my steps and all this, that, and the third. But sometimes it can be a stall tactic. If you know that you have been gifted to do something and you know that God has called you, you know, and you just ain't ready to step out there, we will deploy that as a tactic to say, back up off me. I'm not ready to make a decision right now. I'm not ready to commit. I'm still praying about it. And that's kind of like you'll get out of jail free card because you know, people can't really slim out you after that. You like, all right. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'll be praying with you, but, um, like cause God been and told me, I don't know what he ain't told you, but okay. You keep on praying. Um, you'll say things like, well, I, I, I'm weighing out my options right now. And these are all fanciful ways of saying, just like Felix said, I will send for you at a more convenient season. When it's more convenient for me to do this, then I can hear from you. And what it does is it positions you to not have to be accountable for the choice that you're not making, but not deciding is deciding not to change. Not deciding is deciding not to change. It's, it's committing to status quo. It's committing to things as they are. And in the words of Dr. Phil, how is that working for you? How is that working for you? Do you know that our crazy serves a purpose? It, it keeps us codependent on our excuses. It keeps us in the victim state instead of one who is accountable and responsible and, and one of victory. So believe it or not, our excuses serve a purpose because it makes us unaccountable and it puts us in the role of a victim where things are happening to us as opposed to we are the ones that are happening to the next set of circumstances in our lives. So not deciding is a decision not to change. And last but certainly not least, someone was inconvenienced for you. Every last one of us in here, every last one of us listening has inconvenienced somebody at some point. Okay. And you may have inconvenienced them because you needed them to loan you money. You think somebody just waiting around, waiting to loan you $500 or $1,000 or, but I got this ticket and I need to get this boot off my car and la, 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 la. You inconvenience somebody at some point, okay, to loan you money, to get up out of their bed in the middle of the night and come and get you because you were stranded somewhere. You inconvenienced somebody because you really needed to talk and it was a crazy hour of the night and they had been asleep, but you just really needed a listening ear right then. And so you inconvenienced somebody to, to cook for you. You inconvenienced somebody to help you pack up your stuff and move it from one place to another. All of us at some point have inconvenienced somebody. Yes? Yes. Okay. And here's the thing about it. We have to remember that all of us at some point needed somebody to act now. That's the thing about it. 
when we call them, when we inconvenience somebody, and some of us have pride, because I know I've had pride where, you know, if I can do it myself, I'm going to do it myself. I ain't calling to ask nobody to help me. I've, I've struggled with that in the past. And so I'm a, I had been the type of person where if I call you, by the time I call you, I really, really must need you. Because if I could have figured out any other way not to have to involve a third party, I would have done it. Okay. And so the fact that I'm calling you, that means I need you to take action right now. I'm calling you because I need you right now. And, you know, I'm very passionate about people answering the call. The people that need that need you to answer the call, whatever it is that God has called you to do, whatever your purpose is, whatever your assignment is, they can't wait for a more convenient season. They can't wait for a more convenient season. When I tell you that somebody is waiting on you to show up, it's like, okay, how many of you have ever been in a situation where, you know, you've called, maybe it was a credit card company, maybe it was the health insurance company, but you, or maybe it was your, your cell phone provider and they put you on hold and you were on hold forever. How does that feel? It sucks. You're frustrated. You're like, I need to talk to someone. I need someone to address this issue. I have some questions that need to be answered. And I'm just sitting here on hold while you wait for a more convenient season to respond. And every time that you decide that you are going to take a step back from your purpose, every time that you decide, I'm still praying about it. Every time that you decide, well, I'm still thinking about it. Every time that you decide, well, I'm gonna weigh out my options. Somebody is on hold waiting for you to answer the call. It's just that serious. That's what pulled me. I'm, I'm telling you, you in this room, my not yet you saw you. My not yet you saw you and said, somebody needs you to show up. And that Shantae showed up for you. Answered the call. Answered the, wait a minute, I got a cushy job. I'm a college professor. Hello. This is what I do. I followed the script. I went to school. I got a job and I'm doing the status quo. I answered the call. And so the people that need you to answer the call, they cannot wait for a more convenient season. Your convenient season is now. Now is your convenient season. OK, and I'm going to challenge you to say, what are you going to do? What are you going to commit to do or change today? What are you going to do? What are you going to commit to do or change today? Your convenient season is now. Let me tell you something. D just to even take it to the cross. Jesus was like, you know what? I know what I came here to do. I was I'm very clear on my assignment. I know what it was when I left. I've been consistent. But when it got right up to the time of like crucifixion, even Jesus and his humanity was like, if we can do this any other way. Can we explore those options? OK, like even right up. So I get it. It's hard. OK, especially when it's a sacrifice and you know that it's going to take you way out of your comfort zone. OK, so even Jesus was at the point where he was like, OK, really? Nobody, nobody else. No other way. This, this is how it's got to be. OK, not what I want to do. Not because it's convenient for me. Nevertheless, not my will but your will. Why? So that we could do this, what we're doing right now. And so you need to be that for somebody else that's like, okay, 
I, I'm looking for my salvation. I'm looking for alternatives. I'm looking for hope. I'm looking for help. I'm looking for resources. I'm looking for answers. I've got questions. Your convenience season is right now. And what are you willing to commit to do or to change today? One of my biggest takeaways was probably um, when you said the people who need you to answer the call can't wait for a more convenient season. I think a lot of times we think that our calling is about us and what we want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's just grounded in how is this helping me? How does this affect me? Mm -hmm. And it's not about you at all. When the calling, I think, is more so about how you're helping other people, how you're answering to what God has called you to do and just having faith and belief in that. And um I think I definitely struggled with this. I wanted to do it when it was convenient for me. I'll wait till next year. I can't do it right now. I need to wait until I get more money. I don't know about that. I don't know how to build a website. I don't know who else is in the market. Why would they want to hire me? And it's just having faith that the reason why you're called to do this is because this is what you should be doing. Yeah. It's not about you. When you answer the call and follow through with it and have faith, it's going to work out. Just like how you said, God won't call you to it to leave you he's waiting for you to answer the call and i think the moment when i committed to answering the call and just having faith and belief the phone literally started ringing mm -hmm. people started reaching out hey can you do this can you do this? well yes i can i Damn. sure can <laughs> so yeah that definitely touched on me you know thank you for saying that um today as i was walking out of church i got that reminder let me tell you something because the first time somebody said this to me it blew my mind and just to, to grasp it when you say yes, when you answer the call, when you step into your calling and your purpose, do you know that you are going to touch and transform lives that you will never see? People that you don't even know. And at my church, I don't talk about my podcast. I don't, I'm just a member, the same member I've been since I was sixth grade. Like I don't do any of that. Slowly but surely people are starting to like, Shantae, you're doing all this other stuff outside of church. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't advertise it. I don't publicize it. Walking out of church today, a woman who was in her car at because you know how we are after service, we rest to go. Mm -hmm. She was in the passenger seat. Her husband was like, hey, Shantae, her wife hopped out. the His wife hopped out the, the car and ran around the truck. She said, I just want to hug you. She said, you are blessing me. Your podcast, she said, it's just you encouraging me. You minister to me like to the point of tears. She said, I just want you to know you have touched my heart. I had no idea she's at home listening. She said, I've been listening for the past two weeks. I'm about to go home and listen right now. My husband's so sick of hearing your voice in my house. Like you listen to Shantae again. She's like, yes, because she's just so encouraging. And the thing about it is, that's the point. It's you're right. It's not about you. It's not about you. There's somebody somewhere that needs a word, a hug, a helping hand, a, a, some kindness, some resource. And you have the power to do that. And the Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. You don't have to worry about what you're going to get on the back end. God got you. And I'm so glad that you said that. I would just like to thank you for your um, your podcast. It is very helpful. It is very beneficial for my life and also LC for inviting me today. Um, what touched me is when you said I am is a very powerful statement. Mm -hmm. When I pray and I'm trying to encourage my faith about what God can do and that he's God by himself, I repeat what he said in the word. I am that I am. So mm -hmm. anything you need, anything you desire from me, I, I am that. I've been here. I'm the first and the last. I'm the Alpha Omega. I'm tomorrow. I'm today. I'm yesterday. Yeah. So I remind that to myself. And then I say, okay, Kyla, 
what he ordained me to be before he formed me in a womb. I am that too. So mm-hmm. God make me that. And it just reminded me of my prayer that I am whatever I desire to be, whatever God's purpose for my life is. I need to call it like that. I am yeah. that. Yes. I don't know what that is yet. I think I know. And I'm waiting for God for a confirmation. But mm-hmm. I am that. And that helped me today. And I thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. I want to encourage you to go and listen to an episode. It's actually my favorite episode that I've ever recorded. Uh, your best bio yet. That episode, I was sick, post-nasal drip. We were in this room. I was hawking and nose stuffed up. But the spirit came through in that episode about that I am, that that calling, that purpose, that being into existence and writing your future, you know, to literally visualize and write out and script out. I am Kyla Williams and I am even. And this is your not yet self writing it. Okay. Not your right now self, but your not yet self, you know, and as you begin to write that vision out, God will begin to confirm those things in your spirit and things will just start to align. What I love about God is that when you're going the wrong way, he will let you know. It's so clear and obvious. You like, okay, okay, okay. Clearly, it's just like being rerouted on, on a road or like construction where it's like detour and you're like, detour. And in the moment you're upset about it because you're like, this is not convenient. Okay. I'm used to going this way, but God has another way. And so if you believe that that is, if he's calling you to to some specific purpose, I want you to write it out, call it what it is and see, won't he confirm it in your spirit? Okay. All right. So as always, thank you guys so much for coming to pod class and for listening and for just being with me. All of these episodes, they have not all been great. Lord knows they have not all been great, but I have consistently, I put perfection and and perception to the side so that I can continue to work through this process to show up for all of you. So thank you guys so much. Hit me up at Dr. Shante Says and register for the Faith Summit. All right, we're out. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com and you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.